Maurice Erickson is one of our men in uniform. While stationed overseas, he did his research. He got a machine a little over a year ago and started building his skills. Recently, he dove into an ambitious project. Known as Merrick01 on the forums, you may have come across his cribbage build. He touches on a couple of great points about his approach to projects. Listen for a couple of these. Quote, to see if I could. And quote, everything looks good on paper. He's been pushing his own boundaries, seeing what he can make. It was my pleasure to spend a little time with him for this pod. Enjoy Maurice Erickson on the Maker's Garage. What side of the military are you in? Uh, I'm in the Army. Oh, in the Army. Okay, so there's another Maurice Erickson who's over <laughs> at NORAD then apparently. Okay. Or yeah. so it seems. There's not too many Maurice uh, Ericksons out there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I like the name John Smith. Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you joining me and uh, and appreciate your work coming up on the on the boards. That's really cool. I, I wonder what, what got you into buying a CNC. Uh, so it, it's actually a funny story. I, I didn't buy the CNC. My, my wife bought it for me. Oh, very um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, we travel a lot, you know, with, through the military and uh, it's, it's hard for me to actually have a shop. And uh, I, I'm at the point in my career now where I'm more stabilized. And uh, she got kind of sick of me looking at YouTube videos all night of CNC machines. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did a lot of research and uh, um, I was, I'm just coming over from Europe and uh, the three years there were, was just nothing but research. What I was going to get, the, the bits that I were going to use, the software, everything. And then finally she's like, all right, that's enough. Just, just go ahead and get it. <laughs> Stop overthinking. Yep. I love it. Where were you stationed overseas? Uh, I was in uh, Grafengear, which is uh, the Bavarian region. So kind of eastern, southeastern part of, part of Germany. And now, how long have you been in the Springs? Uh, so, as a matter of fact, it's been one year. We got here in November of last year. That's when I ordered my machine. Came in December. So I've had the machine coming up a, a year almost. What part of the Springs you live in? We're uh, kind of in the Falcon area. I don't know if, if, if you're familiar with the Springs or not, but it's yeah. it's on the eastern portion of, of the city, kind of farther out. Yeah, I only lived there for nine years, so I know it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I got a good view of the mountains. We absolutely love it. I, I was stationed in Georgia, Kansas, and then a lot of overseas time. And we're definitely enjoying it here. Yeah, 300 days of sun does not suck. That's for sure. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't blow like Kansas did. And, uh, you know, the winds were so bad. I'm, I'm originally from South Dakota. And uh, so I know the Midwest winds and where they originate from. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, we enjoy it. Uh, the, the kids, the wife, and I really like it. That's great. Yeah, I was out there for a long time. I was out there from 99 to 06. Okay. And enjoyed it. My brother actually still lives there. He lives uh, downtown. Um, <laughs> so I still make it back there occasionally. What was the first thing you made when you got your machine? It was right around Valentine's Day. Uh, I made a heart-shaped box. Okay. Uh, made out of walnut. Um, and I gave that to the wife um, as a thank you note first <laughs> for, you know, letting me get this machine. And uh, that, that was the first, you know, my iteration of Fusion 360 and you know, just catting something up to, 
you know, to see if I can, uh, I can produce it on the machine. It, it actually turned out, I didn't have any issues. Yeah. That, that's kind of the biggest thing that I like about the machine is I was set up and running within two hours after setting everything up and I, I was working. So it was a turnkey solution for you. Yeah. I did a lot of research and I was going to build my own machine and yep. uh, I decided definitely not to do that. And uh, this was definitely the best option. Well, I've had that discussion at times where I, I wonder what people's motivation is. Is it to buy a machine to work on the machine or is it to buy a machine to make other things? It seems like sometimes people go with the first item and that's a whole different paradigm than what I was looking for when I bought a machine. And it sounds like for you, it was the same situation. Yeah, I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time and money um, and not have that additional support in case something went wrong. You, you could spend years building a machine and, and, and still not have it perform the way you want it. Right, if you call support, you're actually dialing your own number. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to Nirvana the entire time you made this heart-shaped box or did you sprinkle in other music? Uh, no, <laughs> I was listening to the hum of uh, the router. <laughs> that's the, that's probably my next project is to build an enclosure just in a, I'm in a two car garage. It gets pretty loud. What was your woodworking background before you got into CNC? Really not a whole lot. Before I joined the army, I was a, I was a certified welder. And I was a unionized welder and 2008 happened where, you know, the, the whole financial crash and stuff, but I was mostly working with metal okay. and I run, I ran burn tables. I was pretty much certified on every type of, you know, avenue for welding in my position where I was at in the company. I, I did a little machining with my dad. He kind of taught me how to do lathe work and very fine tuned precision uh, machining and and that's kind of one of the goals that I wanted out of this machine. That's been one of my main focuses of how accurate I can get, you know, something to, to go. And what's been your experience in that regard? Uh, it's actually been pretty good. I've been making these uh, coasters and I inlay them with epoxy. And it, it is actually really, you know, accurate. And just the fine adjustments that I've made with the machine since I've got it. You know, if I wanted to take out a line so I can fill it with epoxy, it'll, it'll take that line out mm -hmm. um, pretty much exactly where I want it. Turns out it does what you tell it to do. It does what, yeah. <laughs> you tell it what to do <laughs> and it'll, it'll do it. Um, if your CAD file's right. Right, is right. <laughs> yeah. I think those do count as your instructions. <laughs> right. Yeah, so when you do your, your enclosure, are you going to do some nice TIG work on the front of it somewhere or in the, the frame of it? Or when you, uh, when you weld something, is it just gorgeous? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love welding. But I was a MIG welder, and it was heavy-duty, very thick you know, pieces of metal that I was burning together. I have a 1930 Model A coupe sitting in my garage right now that I've been doing some metal work on. Nice. And uh, the, the, they're competing you know, lines of effort from my machine to uh, my car, my project car. Yeah, but it sounds like in terms of a car project, I think often of the shape loco and the things that you can make to go on the car, either functional or decorative. Yeah. Or, no, or functionally decorative. Yeah, that's a, that's a very true statement. Got you on the forums. What got you into the community uh, so and hosting? Um, you know, I, I needed a little bit of help understanding um, one software 
Uh, the second thing is just seeing what everybody's producing. You know, there, mm -hmm. there's a lot of good ideas out there and people are doing some really cool stuff. And that forum is definitely a really good point of contact to see, you know, what people are actually doing with the machine and, and how creative they are. Yeah, I agree 100%. And in that regard, that's how I found you with this cribbage board project. I mean, this thing's awfully <laughs> ambitious. Uh, it was. Why, why cribbage? And did, did you feel like you should have joined the Navy instead? Because they have that famous cribbage board that they pass around. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so I grew up playing cribbage with my dad and my, my family. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I've always kept uh, going with my family. We are very in tune with playing cribbage all the time. That's that's our family time. And I was thinking about doing a project and I didn't really know what, what to do. And my wife's like, why don't you just make a cribbage board? $2 Walmart board wasn't doing us any, any justice on it. No. Right. <laughs> Avid cribbage players shouldn't be on that plastic one where the pegs wobble, right? Right. Yeah. And since I've, uh, I completed it, I mean, we've been playing almost every night on it. You know, it's... Uh, it's our family time and that's what we like to do. I love it. I was wondering how much that might get used and like who was most likely to play? Would it be Ashley, Paris, <laughs> Noah, or Evan that would step in since everyone's name is on the board? Right. And yeah, there are different uh, avenues uh, for the streets when you go around that circle. The last street is, is me, of course. <laughs> uh, so tell me about yeah, the no, initial design, like the pen and paper, or where did you put it first? Yeah, so I, I basically sat out and looked at the mountains and uh, kind of reflected on the last, you know, 15 years uh, of moving around and uh, seeing different, being a world traveler almost. And um, I deal a lot with uh, asthmas, and I was like, you know, we always kept our asthma north, and it didn't really matter if it was really pointing north, you know? And that's where I came up with the idea. I was like, why don't I put a compass that rotates? You know, that'd be really cool if the player track would rotate too. And I was like, well, we'd need a four player, you know, cribbage board. And then this thing just got bigger and bigger as the ideas started coming together. I jumped on CAD and I started CADing everything out what was feasible for me to build just within the limitations of my shop. That's that's where the, the ground work came from. And, it, it was definitely a challenge, uh, for sure. Yeah, it's not only ambitious on top, but then you put the pocket in the side. And you've been a welder, you say you're not much of a woodworker, but you're, you're getting into the CAD side of things. It seems like you're a pretty creative guy and willing to take chances. Is that, is that true? You're willing to kind of push what you're able to do? So I look at it, if I make a mistake, you know, there's probably a fix. If I think about it hard enough, I could probably fix it. I had an instance where that happened with the board where, you know, most guys would probably just throw it in the trash um, and say it's not fixable. And I just kind of looked at the problem and worked through it and came out on the other side of it. Uh, I definitely had a lot of objectives and that drawer was one of them just to see, you know, if I could do that. I've never glued up boards before, which was interesting. But I was talking to a couple of woodworkers, you know, at the, the local shops and I was like, hey, what's the, what's, what's the biggest issues? What do you look for? Um, just kind of engage them a little bit, and listen to what they had to say, and then, you know, just kind of applied it. It worked out. I love what you said there. The view of it of to see if I could do that. I think that's a great way to approach CNC and, and growing with the machine. That's what I do. I, I do that a lot of times, and I'm trying to encourage people here to do that more often. Just go, well, 
I don't know how to do it, but let's see if I can. Let's see if I can figure it out and, you know, go through a little bit of material, but come up with something at the end that, that looks pretty good. Right. And, uh, you know, like the small little detail, if there's little small issues, I, I could show this curbage board to anyone and they, they, were, they won't see that. They, they yep. couldn't point that out, but I could see it. I can see it right now. But not to let that discourage or prevent you from moving forward. I think that's a, that's a big challenge for a lot of makers. Perfection is not always a high value. That's a great way to put it. Had you ever yeah. used Lazy Susans in anything before? No, so that was interesting too. You know, I went to the wood store, uh, the wood store, and I was kind of looking at some really crappy ball bearing ones that made a lot of noise. If you shook it, it just you know rattled. So I got on the internet and did a bunch of research and found this really cool company, and Amazon just happened to have them in stock, and uh, super cheap um and and they are very functional when i when i finally got them at the house you know i really looked at it and like how do i hide this to where no one would know that it's in inside this board and that, that was fun yeah what's what's fun for you so <laughs> fun is uh just my hobbies you know um i spend a lot of time in the garage but again you know i'm a family guy i love going out and doing sports with with, with my family and keeping them engaged yeah yeah, I've had a, the, within this last 10 months, just being able to work in the garage and having tools and machinery um, that I can play with. I've enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, 10 months of being settled somewhere rather than kind of waiting to go to the next step into the next move. Right. Just keep dreaming on watching YouTube and dreaming about doing the stuff. Now I get to now I get to do it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the, the same feeling when I lived overseas. Uh, what were your takeaways from the project? Big takeaways, and I kind of knew this going into it, was everything looks good on paper until you're you know, in real life and you have material in your hands and you're trying to, to work it. So tolerances was probably my biggest takeaway. How much okay. tolerance do I need to make sure that when I rotate the board, it's not gonna, it's not gonna rub? And how much distance is required or how much distance do I want for a gap? Um, and still achieve that, that smoothness. I really enjoy that and trying to figure out what's the best solution, what's the best option for me to do the cut file. I spent a lot of time you know, working through that. All right, what's the next project? Where are you dreaming now? Oh, so <laughs> that's, that's a funny story. So some of the guys at work, I showed them a couple of pictures of what I was doing. And uh, I, I think I'm the official gift maker uh, for people that are <laughs> Um, matter of fact, th this guy brought me something yesterday and, uh, somebody, they charged him about 50 bucks. <laughs> it, it was barely glued together and it was wobbly and it was supposed to be presented to this, this guy for retirement. Um, they were really disappointed and they're worried and they're like, you know, we're, we're supposed to present this to him today, which was, which they were able to, uh, I, I ended up taking the project and worked through some stuff last night and able to put a nice little finish on it and gave it back to him today. And, uh. Got a free case of beer for that. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so perfect for Friday. <laughs> perfect for Friday. But I think I'm going to get a little bit more orders coming in for that, which, which is exciting because I never really bought the machine to make money. It was more for hobby and what I wanted to, what I get pleasure from. Being able to get more material and some more bits, I think it's going to be a great thing. 
So your goal in terms of making money would be to supplement the machine and kind of increase your capability or try something yeah. new out and kind of have it feed itself. I think that's where I'm at right now with it. You know, it could change a couple of years down the road um, as I get more uh, proficient, uh, my work quality gets a little bit better. But again, you know, if I, if I, if I make something, it's for definitely for somebody else or a gift or, or something like that. I think I would beat myself over the head trying to make that thing perfect. Yeah, that is a tough thing when, you, when you're talking about before some of the mistakes and how do you manage them. And it's different when you're selling to somebody. Anything we haven't touched on that, that people should know in, in terms of getting into CNC or making stuff and making progress? I, you know, my biggest thing that I learned when I first got the machine that I had issues with was speeds. You know, how do I set, you know, the correct settings and whatever software that I'm going to use? Um, what the bit is capable of doing, what's the purpose of the bit. What I found, and I kind of communicate this with, with some people that have questions, that send me messages for questions, is I, I pick a company that has a uh, digital library that has their speeds built into it that I can download and ingest to the software. Mm -hmm. So I'm not guessing what that bit is capable of doing. And if the machine doesn't like those speeds, um, I can always, I, you know, I can dial it down very easily with the motion software. Yeah, the JSON file that you can get for all the carbide 3D bits and upload right. into Fusion. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, that takes all that guesswork out a lot. And I see a lot of guys have a lot of issues trying to figure out what the correct speeds are, you know, for this bit or that bit. And if you can find, you know, that and ingest it. That, that's the way to go when you first start out. And then everything else is just familiarization with the software that you're using and, and how to manipulate that. Yeah. Well, right on. All good stuff. Maurice, I really appreciate the time. And the, the project turned out fantastic. Can't wait to see what you put up there next and maybe get a little 15-2, 15-4 pair for six tonight. <laughs> maybe i'll get a 29 who knows yeah, yeah. maybe you'll get a 29 i've only ever seen it once <laughs> the, the, the curbage gods will will shine upon me funny story before we leave i have yet yeah. to win a game on this curbage board what yeah, yeah i'm putting that out there right now yeah. and how many and games in are you i'm about 10 games in and oh, uh, i don't know if i i don't know maybe i got some blaps going on with the with the board who's been putting the hurt on you Oh, the, the wife, actually, she's, uh, she's been killing me on this thing. Um, <laughs> but all good memories. I guess you can't take the board and flip it over and throw it across the room because you keep losing <laughs> if you made it that nice. <laughs> Very good. Well, Maurice, thank you so much and uh, happy making. We'll see you on the, the forums. Yeah, no, I, again, Kevin, I really appreciate it. You guys have a good one. All right. Thanks, man. See you. Yep. Yeah.